This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Heading into the happy hour. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, another round of uh, Gwynn and Chris. Final hour of our Thursday get-together and... Uh, Tony Gwynn Jr., lots going on in sports today. I wanted to get to uh, a quick thank you, though, before we get too much further. I wanted to send out props and a hello and a thanks to the head coach of the Chula Vista High girls basketball team. I uh, officiated their game last night in the playoffs. Unfortunately, they lost. But uh, before the game, very nice guy. Coach comes up as we were. We always go say hello to the coaches before the game, and standard standard, standard move by the officials to go by and uh, shake the hands of all the coaches. Standard practice. Yes, and uh, he said hi, thank you, blah blah blah, and he said, "Hey, I just want to tell you, I love your show." Awesome. I thought that was nice. That totally awesome. unsolicited. I uh, then proceeded to make every call in the favor of Chula Vista. <laughs> no, I didn't do that. Although the, the other coach, Steel Canyon, probably thought that's what I was doing. But uh, anyway, Steel Canyon won the ball game. But uh, always love those unsolicited thank yous for the show. We appreciate that. And uh, it's always kind of fun to, to get that kind of stuff without asking. So uh, it was it was it was a nice way to start the night. I got to be honest with you. You know, as an official, you want to be straightforward, honest. You don't want to have anything clouding your judgment. But I had to be careful. After he said that, I was like, I, I, I don't want to favor this guy now. I have, have to be careful. You might have to quit your radio show, man. Nah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to quit the radio thing just so I can referee high school basketball. Uh, speaking of high school basketball, Tony, that's what it looked like last night in Fresno. Uh, I got to be honest with you. This was a difficult game to watch. We talked about it earlier in the program. Uh, but I love what Brian... Yeah. Play the fight song because they did win. They did win, I believe, 45-43. Yeah. And uh, Fresno State shot 2 of 23 on three-point attempts. Thank goodness that's what they shot because if they would have made one more, it would have been enough to beat the Aztecs, who just absolutely struggled all night long to find anything consistent at the offensive end. But I like what Brian Dutcher said after the game. He said... I told my guys, it's a great win. Every win is a great win. and That's the best attitude you can have after a game like that. I got to tell you, all throughout that game, especially when I started locking in on it second half, um, all I could think about was uh, Ziegler's voice and him saying how Fresno hadn't shot the ball well going into it. It was kind of a trap game. It, you're going into a place, you just come off of, being at home in a in an arena where it's packed. The last couple places you've played, they've been 
packed. Raucous uh, uh, arenas, arenas, yeah. right? Yeah, Utah and you go, State. Yeah, you go into Fresno and it's it's just not close to that type of energy. Nobody there. Nope, nobody there at all. Nope. And so, uh, you know, that was that that type of game. And you know what? They found a way to win. And I I, I appreciate what Dutch said, and I think that's how we all should look at it because you know everything had been trending up. And it's those type of games that you end up losing a lot yeah. of times. That it's a whole lot better to win that game Absolutely. than it is to lose that game. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think you know because as a coach, you can go one of two ways. And I think a lot of coaches at the end of that game, post game press conference, are going to have a message for their team. It's going to be one of those moments where they get up there and they say, "Well, coach, what'd you think?" And you know, well, we play like that. We're not going to go very far in March. That type of comment. And that your team doesn't need that. Number, no, they don't need that publicly. Maybe privately no, at practice, you can use that as teaching. Like the points. fact that Dutch came out and said, "I told my guys, um, that's a great win." Yeah, he probably left out a whole bunch of other things. I'm he sure probably he said to his ball club <laughs> sure at that did. time, but you yeah. get the win. Yeah, if privately and at practice the next day, today, and moving forward, they have a few days off until their next game, which is home on Tuesday night against Colorado State. Certainly, you refer back to this Fresno game. You say, hey, guys, we can't play like that. I mean, we're going to have to execute offensively better. We're going to have to rebound a whole lot better. Their rebounding was really – I mean, they only got out-rebounded by four in the game. But if you watch the game, it seemed like Fresno State was getting multiple opportunities to score. And the reason Fresno State needed multiple opportunities is because they can't shoot. Right. So they right. would miss. And a lot of times – I mean, you talk about – I don't like to say the word bricks – when you're talking about bricks are hard to, to college kids to line up for rebounds. These are that's right. They're hard. That's a great. They were shooting absolute bricks, and I mean the ball was clanging off the rim and bouncing <laughs> twenty feet back outside. You know what it made me think. And, of, and I was thinking, you know what, they're not rebounding well, but I don't know what they can do about it. Do you remember? You remember the last dance? Do you remember Dennis Rodman talk when he was going? <laughs> it goes boom, boom, bing. You can do that off of NBA shooters because you got a general idea where the ball is going. But when you're throwing up bricks, and I mean it bricks. is, it is hard to determine the direction the ball is then no, going that's to, true. to bounce off of. That's true. I, I mean, the rebounding was difficult last night, but it was just hard to figure out where the ball was going to go. Uh, you know, look, offensively, it, it was just a tough night. I mean, absolutely nobody could find the range. Uh, they were getting some pretty good shots. They wouldn't go down. Mensa finally came alive in the second half. And in a defensive game, eight points, eight rebounds, four block shots, that's a winning performance by Nathan Mensa. And, and I had to give Tremel a little credit because here's a guy that it's been struggling big time for the last month or so. And again, he was struggling last night. I think he only had one field goal in the entire game. Four points. And that was, on a, that was on a steal early in the first half. But when they fell behind by one point late in the game, he was the guy that got the, the bucket yep. that put them back ahead. So when you've been struggling and you haven't been able to get anything to go in, and now you're losing a game with a couple minutes to go, he came up with a clutch he shot. He was harassing so. defensively, too. And defensively, he was yeah. really good. Uh, so, yeah, it was one of those old-style Aztec victories. I was thinking as we as the game was going along, it's like, what happened to this team I was seeing early in the season that was scoring 80, 85 points? <laughs> they barely got half that last night, but I, it, they got to win. It so. made me think of it made me think of when I was in high school going to like a gym that was just dusty, and like no matter what you did, your feet were slipping, the balls coming out of your hand. That's what last night's game reminded me. Even when you got a good look at a shot. 
You just the ball just isn't coming out right. Didn't that's, feel right. That's what it seemed like last the, night. The officials the honestly should have stepped in midway through the first half and changed out the basketball. <laughs> tried a different ball. Tried something else because it was obviously affecting both teams. Whatever the problem was last night, but uh, hey, you're shooting the low thirty percent, and you get a percent, and you get out with a win on the road. You'll take it. You'll take it. The Aztecs uh, move on, getting their twenty-first victory of the season. Uh, we got some late Padre news uh, just before the show uh unofficial scraby making sure that we know that this is unofficial that uh, cole hamels has signed a minor league contract with the padres so more depth. a little more depth for the uh for the fight for a spot in the starting rotation i mean you've got now now you've got a nice little thing going on yep, yep. i like what they've done here now you're looking at darvish and snell and musgrove and probably nick martinez now you have three potentially four legitimate guys to fight for that final spot in the rotation. And if they go six-man, to fight for those final two spots in the rotation. You now have Seth Lugo, Michael Walker, Cole Hamels, and I still think you got Adrian Moore at home. And I'm not sure that it's guaranteed that Nick has the fourth spot locked down. He's going to have to pitch well. Spring training is going to matter for some guys, right? I I think that is is evident. And the more guys that you continue to add – uh, Michael Walker, and, and it sounds like a reportedly uh, a Cole Hamels. If he's healthy, there was reports at the end of the last year he was healthy and and, and th- you know hitting the gun around ninety two, ninety three miles per hour. If he's healthy, that's another dude who has. You talked about uh, playoff experience and, and yeah. things of that nature. Say Cole there, there ain't too qualifies. many guys who got more than Cole Hamels. No, so. I mean, both guys that they've added in the last couple of days, Waka was an LCS MVP, Cole Hamels was an LCS MVP yes, for the Phillies. So you've got uh, two guys now that not only have postseason experience, have a good postseason experience. Like, they've had success in the postseason. I think they're perfect guys. And look, you might go through spring training and decide that neither Michael Walker or Cole Hamels is the guy. Uh, let's just find out how they look, how they do. But you haven't hurt yourself no. by bringing these two guys in in the last three days. Michael Walker did speak with the media today. We have a couple of uh, comments from him. Number one, Michael Walker on a six-man rotation possibility with the Padres. I, I think it's a really good idea. Um, you know, if you've got the arms to be able to do it, I think uh, I think it could work out well for guys to stay healthier throughout the year. Um, Give, give guys a little bit extra break in between and let you recover a little bit more with that extra day because that extra day does go a long ways, uh, you know, as a starter. And so I, I think it definitely will have a positive impact on, on a lot of the pitchers. And, uh, you know, I guess time will tell. What do you think of the arms that you are joining in this rotation? Yeah, absolute studs. Uh, guys that go out there and compete, take the ball uh, when it's their day, and they go out there and they get the job done. And, Hopefully I can just fit in there, you know, with these guys and, uh, you know, just pick up and help out whenever I can. But, uh, yeah, these guys uh, in their rotation with, yeah, Darvish, Blake, Musgrove, Martinez, Lugo. I mean, these guys are some absolute studs that can that uh, really know how to pitch and and can do it at the highest level. And so Michael Walker talking about uh, his competition and also talking about, 
He likes the six-man rotation. If I was Michael Walker, I would hope that they would go for the six-man <laughs> rotation because that's going to improve his chances of getting one of the rotation spots. So spoken like a guy that's going to be fighting for one of those spots. Waka probably had some other opportunities to sign elsewhere. Talked about the perception of the Padres around the league. I was kind of alluded to it a little bit. Um, but, yeah, the whole league's kind of been put on notice about what's been brewing down in San Diego. And, uh, you know, A.J.'s been putting together a heck of a team uh, with the ownership. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of expectations, but, you know, that's where we want to be. We want to have those expectations and go out there and, you know, have everyone's best shot, but know that we can, we can come out on top. All right. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh, you, you better get used to getting everyone's best shot. That's the one thing we have talked about, Tony, that the Padres are going to have to be prepared for this year is everybody's best shot. Not that people were overlooking them last year, but people are going to be extra keen on facing the Padres, and you have to be ready for that. I think this it, – it, it reminds me a little bit of after 2020 season, the 2021 season. Um it was loud, right? It was. It was. I wouldn't say it was brash, but you know, there was a there was a a lot of uh, energy coming from um, the Padres, and it wasn't necessarily about the work. I think this year it'll be different. Yes, everybody is is keen on coming in and probably facing the Padres, but I think that has a lot to do with what they saw this team do at the end of the year. They saw them take out two hundred win teams in the Mets and the Dodgers. And that's going to get everybody's attention. I think this one, this time around, um, these guys who are in that locker room are, are more prepared than they were going into that 2021 season because they've been through the fire already. They know what expectation feels like and how you have to manage it and how you um, then you know reach that that potential that everybody's uh, thinking that you have. What do they say that uh, pressure does? It bursts it, pipes. It bursts pipes. Or, or it makes diamonds. It sharpens diamonds, right? So I, does it sharpen diamonds or just make them? I think it makes diamonds. I don't know. Pressure makes diamonds? Stop it! Yes, I'm, look I'm, it up. I'm, no, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not saying You never I heard know. that saying before? Let's, let's pressure sharpens I diamonds? I, I think iron sharpens iron. Yes, mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. Uh, I'm pretty pressure sure makes diamonds. The only is... thing that can cut a diamond is another diamond. Very good, Scrooge. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a gemologist. Th- thank you, Mr. Zales. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be Mr. Zales. Yeah, I'm sure you would be. Uh, one last thing from Michael Walker before we get to a break. Check a little traffic for you. But he has played with both Matt Carpenter and with the Red Sox, Xander Bogarts. Here's Michael Walker talking about those two newer Padres. He's a, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he was one of the guys that reached out to me whenever – uh, he kind of heard that talks were getting serious, and uh, you know he, he's a great guy, great friend, and uh, you know heck of a ball player, um, veteran type leadership. He's been around the game a lot. It's been through some ups and downs, and so he can he can relate. And uh, but he's he's a guy that just quality AB after quality AB, and a very tough out. And uh, I think it was a great pickup for them. All right, so he was talking there about who? Matt Carpenter? Because I thought it was Xander Bogarts and Matt Carpenter, but he's clearly talking only about one person there. Matt Carpenter. Real quick, we were talking about diamonds. Uh, Here's what I got. What do you got? Wait, now I lost. Oh, here it is. Diamonds are made of carbon, so they form as carbon atoms under high temperature and pressure. They bond together to start growing crystals. So 
pressure. Wow. Very good. Certainly Tony has Gwynn something Jr. to do with diamonds. One thing about this show, if you say something that is even remotely <laughs> off kilter, we will find it and we will get the information yes, for we you. Will. And yes, you will we get will. it corrected. So I stand I think corrected. Tra- I think Scraby has trained us well. Yeah, so we have to do that because <laughs> he's he's the he's the master of misinformation. And we have to correct him See, from time I, to time. I, I told you yesterday, you guys are responsible for my DMs when I get home and check them because it's usually a lot of like, "Hey man, you need to do something right for once." I'm like, I just I just got home. Can I, I, mean, can I just hang with my dog? The yeah, good news, the good news out there for all of you hoping that Scraby will get things right is, as he said a couple of days ago. He does do research on this stuff. He does do research, but unfortunately, half the time it still comes out wrong. Do you guys? Uh, you guys never let me get to the part where he's talking about Xander Bogarts. I'm completely moving on from that. But this is Michael Walker talking about Xander okay. Bogarts. Okay, there you go. Very yes. good. Yeah, no, that was huge. Uh, another guy that reached out as well. Um, but yeah, Bogey is the man. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun getting to know him last year, seeing him go about his business every every day. Uh, he's the guy that's in the weight room. He's he's preparing the right way uh, to be able to go out there and play 162. And uh, you know he's a, he's an absolute stud. Um, great great pickup for for the pods. Bogey, I think that's going like to stick. That. That's I think that's going to stick. I can see Tony Gwynn Jr. now. In about mid-June. Now, did you know that Bogey is probably a play on his last name Bogarts, Chris? Really scary. What else did just, I think it was? Just making sure you guys knew I did my what research. Else? <laughs> what else did I think it was? Just making sure you guys knew. He researched it. He, he well, had you to get better, that out you there. You better research that because it may have to do with the fact that he just likes to play golf and he, he plays tries bogey to golf? shoot bogey golf. <laughs> Could very I will well tell be the you case. right now, if Xander Bogarts is a bogey golf player, we will not I'd be, be surprised. I'd be surprised. <laughs> I would be surprised. Uh, all right, let's check a little traffic, come back. When we return as the happy hour moves on here, Matt Scraby has spent the last 24 hours doing one thing, and that is watching television, (laughs) and that is watching Netflix, and that is watching some show about the PGA Tour, and he's going to have a a breakdown of all of it when uh, Gwen and Chris continues on this day that Tiger Woods returned to the golf course. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Tony Gwen Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scravey. Quick segment. We'll get you uh, the leaderboard of the Genesis on the other side of this. Uh, doing a little PGA Tour. Tiger back out on the course. It's nice to see him. Nice Birdied his first out. hole. He we did. can tell you that much. We yeah. can't tell you he that much. He birdied his first, first hole out there today. But Scraby, you've been uh, you've been doing some PGA watching here as a deep player. dive. And I'm oh, not talking. And I'm not talking tournaments. I'm talking about getting to know uh, some of these. Well, some of these tour members. Some of them are former tour members. Yeesh. The one in particular we're about to talk about right now. And uh, I do recall uh, you and Chris. Kind of butting heads over uh, Mr. Kepka. I just want to say before we talk about Mr. Kepka, we spent the entire commercial break there with Scraby trying to convince me that we should talk golf in this next segment. <laughs> it's a good and topic. I, and I said, come on! There's got to be some soccer or tiddlywinks we could kick tiddly around. Tiddlywinks makes it before golf does. <laughs> yes. But, uh, soccer! Clearly Scraby won out, because here we Scraby are talking about Scraby won out, because here we are talking about <laughs> golf. So I just want everybody to know I tried. I tried. All right, so, Scrape. Uh, lay this. it on us, man. Give give us what you've been watching and behind the scenes. Of it's this. on, yeah, it's Netflix's Full Swing, and they've been doing this a lot. They did it with F1. They did it with tennis. tennis yeah. And so they are following PJ Tour players. And I think why this is going to be successful is because the biggest names are the guys that are accepting to be followed around. Like the first episode, I'm two episodes in, but the first episode is Brooks, Ke- or not Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. Big guys. And it goes through their and apparently best friends right? they are best friends they fly on their private jets everywhere and they compete for like in when they're practicing they're just best friends but second episode was against or was about my guy that i love to hate Brooks. i was about to say your guy Brooksy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> and they chose a really interesting time to capture this part of Brooks Kepka's So wait, this career. had to be before cuz this is PGA. So this yeah, had to oh, be good before point. he Good point. bouncing with the Yes, it, it is. And, and I don't think it's chronological. I think they're grouping them by golfer because uh the first episode was about Justin Thomas winning the PGA Championship and then this Brooks Kepka one was him at the Waste Management and then the Masters. And they also featured Scotty Scheffler in this one but not as heavily as Brooks. I got it. Your 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 actual You're my guy, guy. Yeah. yeah your former partner <laughs> right. yeah whose career did not take off until he played around with you just at Torrey Pines true. just saying it just so happens that, that was true true <laughs> yeah but so here's the the interesting part about Brooks Kepka is he left for live as we all know we don't really know his contract deals we don't know how much he's making or how long it is but in the Netflix show Brooks is going through as he describes the worst stretch of golf in his life and. And I will tell you, watching this documentary, you kind of feel for the guy. What? Yeah. Scraby, you feel for Brooks? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because Brooks says something that I don't think I really hear enough from major athletes. And it's, I'm not good enough. I don't believe I'm good enough right now. And I think that everybody has those thoughts. Like, I'm not good enough. But at certain points in his career, he was good enough. And so... He's a four-time major winner. So, yes. so, so him in his most vulnerable state makes him more likable for you? It does, because Brooks Kepka, the guy who I thought didn't care about what ev- anyone said, actually does care a lot well, about yeah, I, I think, his own perception of himself. Well, let me, let me, uh, let me school you on Uh-oh. something along these lines. Mostly everybody 
cares. I mean, they may not care a whole lot, but they care a little bit about how they are perceived. Oh yeah, how they're thought of. And Brooks Kepka is Brooks Kepka is not exempt from that. But I wanted. I, uh, and a lot I of times, seeing it, and a lot of times it comes in these type of moments when you're struggling. It's it's it's, it's easy to be jovial and outgoing when everything is going your way. Who are you when? You're struggling, right? Who are you when things are going right? And Brooks has shown you, at least it sounds like, that you know he has a, a real guy. He has a lot of yeah. the same human things that we obviously. All I picked up on all of that before we knew oh, this, yes. which okay. is why I liked Brooks Kepka to begin with. Okay, I obviously was able to diagnose right. the fact that right. you know this is really a superior guy. You were just a little slow to come to the party. Um, Welcome. I'm still not fully there. <laughs> come on. And, but there's another scene where he's with his mom in his house, and he has a trophy room, and all, and it's all designed around the trophies he's won. In the middle is supposedly Augusta, and that's where he's going to put Augusta. It's an empty nothing. spot. It's an empty spot. <laughs> wow. And so his mom kind of looks at him and he's like, it's it's still doable. It's still doable. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of have this weird like back and forth about whether or not it's still doable. But I thought that was interesting. And even more so, when I woke up this morning, there was a story from Alan oh, Shipnuck, the um, golf, golf rider, rider. who He was we, the one who outed, outed Phil. Yes, and, every, and took all the glory for outing Phil. Well, he is reporting... That here, here's the quote. I'm hearing a lot of rumblings that Brooks Kepka has buyer's remorse. Mm. He took the money to live when mm. his brittle body was still being put back together. Wow, whoa, whoa. He had to throw the brittle part in there too. And in private, he has confided Shouldn't to takes nowhere. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> in, passengers. In private, he has confided to folks he wasn't sure if he would ever get fully healthy again. But now that he is feeling frisky and supposedly, supposedly rethinking his career choice, uh, he wants to come. Possibly back oh, to the PGA Tour. I have tour. a funny feeling that the PGA is going to have two middle fingers up. You think? I, d- <laughs> I don't. I don't. They want him back. I don't. I, listen. God, I would think they would take him back, not because they wanted him back, but just because they want to have the best. Yes, that, and they want to have the best tour possible. And we've talked about this, even though we've all kind of fallen out of favor with the Live Tour on this show. The fact of the matter is, they have taken a lot of really big name players, and Brooks Kepka, for you know, for better or worse, is a big name player. Here's, yeah, the, I, it, here, here's my here's my thinking on it, and you maybe you guys are right. Maybe they will for a, a bunch of different reasons. It wouldn't hurt for them to take a guy like Brooks back, but some element of this is I would assume is PGA looking at whatever he's doing on Live and thinking to themselves, all right, well we want to make sure you're that dude if we're bringing you back. Over to what we consider the it best. Doesn't really of the best. Co- I think it's going to be harder for him to get out of his live contract than it is to get back in the PGA Tour. I think it's going to be hard because uh, you're dealing with Saudi Arabia. Because I do recall they take things seriously. I do recall the PGA. Was it a commissioner? What is yeah, it? Jay Monahan. I do recall Jay Monahan saying, "If you walk out that door, that you're true. not coming back." Yeah. Well, I think I think there's a lot of different people in this that said a lot of things that they probably shouldn't have said because they were realizing that they don't feel that way anymore. Brooks Kepka in the in the Netflix show, you see him struggling and you see him and I can see why he would want to go live at that point during the show because he was even questioning his own ability and he's like there's a guaranteed payday over here. I have to play less golf. That is the opposite. That of is where I want to go. Right <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, he's he's guaranteeing himself millions of dollars. Yeah. Well, he's going to have to get out of that contract, or else. And as you pointed out, Scraby, Saudi Arabia or else could be really serious. That's another good point. Yeah, Brooks may need to buy some extra security if he 
tends to get out of that contract. Yeah. So, but we'll watch see what the happens. show full swing, Chris. I want to see you watch one episode and tell uh, me. I watch it. one episode. I watched a couple of the tennis episodes, and even though I'm a tennis fan, I didn't really like the show that much. So I'm a little down on the golf one. But if it, since you've recommended it, Uh-oh. and when's the last time Scraby recommended any? You know, movie or TV show. I can't basically recall. Basically every day. I about basically say, everything. Re- not only is he recommended, they're all great. All great. All so great. Yeah. I'll Duh. give you my report uh, sometime in the next week or two. <laughs> all right, let's get to break. If you missed it earlier, Russ Dorsey, Bally Sports MLB Insider, joined us. You'll get a chance to hear it on the other side. More going to Chris. 537 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravey. Uh, finishing up the show here in this 5 o'clock hour. Adam Silver comes out with some news here. I don't know if you saw this, guys. Uh, you know, in, in slew of, it seemed like it was just a really bad couple of weeks for the referees. They missed call, including the Lakers. Oh, we're talking NBA We're referees. talking NBA. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I should. Adam Silver okay. is the is No, the no, it is. It is. For, uh, yes, go But ahead. we did have some snafus in the NFL as well. But yes, we, we did. We're talking NBA. Uh and there's been a lot of conversation about referees not being uh, punished or oh wow or or at least held accountable held accountable probably Jeez. is a more appropriate word because um, I don't think the players know that I've seen a couple tweets after that Lakers Celtics game in which LeBron LeBron clearly got slapped in the arm mm, yes. no call they end up losing in overtime he he crawled on the floor <laughs> begging for a call <laughs> <laughs> he literally did he, he did it, it it was it was quite funny but uh, Adam Silver says officials are absolutely held accountable uh, his words his quote is we don't publicize discipline for officials we don't think. Uh, that will be appropriate. This interview will air on Friday. He says, uh, but their assignments are affected by the quality of their calls, whether or not they progress into the playoffs and then round by round is impacted by the accuracy of their calls and their demeanor on the floor. So there is a system for overseeing and making those judgments about officials. But more to your earlier point, he was talking about about getting the calls right. That, again, not a, not a new issue. Uh, so it sounds like... Much like in Major League Baseball, the accuracy and I, I like that that the second part of that the demeanor. Yeah, um, that's important because a lot of times the demeanor of the referee can and can in inflame uh, a, a situation, and uh, the fact that that is all taken into account is something that we certainly uh, got to keep uh, in the back of our mind because it's not going to be done public. And I agree with that. I don't think referee, especially in today's age, you kidding me? Yeah, if Twitter knew what referees were getting reprimanded oh, for. Man. Oh, man, they would never God. hear the end of they it. They would never hear the end of it. Nobody would want a referee. You don't want... This guy definitely does not want anything released. Angel Hernandez is in mid-season form. Angel Hernandez is in mid-season form. Yes. Indeed. I forgot yeah, no. you didn't have your headphones no, on. No, I don't, so I, I, I missed that. I didn't hear that, that part. No, but it, it, it's good to know that there is a, a, a league uh, commissioner that is telling us this and giving us a little bit of information that they are holding these guys accountable. Because yeah, I don't even think players knew that. I think, uh, I think they just go off on Shorter, the sunset. Shorter was, uh, was one of the players that tweeted out after that game, the Lakers point guard, mm. uh, Dennis Schroeder. Excuse me, Dennis Schroeder okay, yeah. was one of the guys who uh, was who tweeted that out after that game. Um, and so, yeah, their, their assignments are affected by it. And that's really the only way you can do it, right? Because they all aspire to be on the big stage. When the big games count, and uh, if they're not getting the calls right, or their demeanor is off, 
they can uh, lose that. One quick thing before we get into Russ Dorsey. Fernando Tatis Jr., number 26 on the list of top 100 players right now for MLB Network. He was number three last year, so he he dropped 23 spots. But he can make those back up this year. Uh, I'll give you one better story before we... Well, I mean, not one better, because Fernando... Actually, that's not a good story. He went from 3 to 26 because he didn't play last year. I know. That's why it's a redemption story. Well, uh, Tiger Woods went three straight birdies to finish his round today to finish at minus 2. 16, 17, 18. He had a crazy round. They weren't some easy. The putts weren't easy that he had to knock in either. No, that's the great thing about golf is that if you're a great putter, you're a great putter. It doesn't matter how old you are. (laughs) Good point. All right. Uh, If you missed it, Russ Dorsey joined us earlier. Before we do get to him, let's check traffic. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, let's get out to the uh, Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Joining us out there from Bally uh, Sports, the show is called The Rally. He is the MLB insider. He is Russell Dorsey. He joined us a little bit uh, a couple of months ago at the winter meetings, and we're good to have him on again today. Russell, how are you? What's up, Russ? What's going on, guys? How are you? We're very, well. very good. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, Russell, I mean, everybody we've had on talking MLB at this time of the year is pretty much on the – you know, the San Diego Padres bandwagon. I don't think they're just being nice to us because they're doing interviews in San Diego. It does seem like this team is going places. Where do you stand on the uh, the Padre hype train right about now? Look, I, I think for the last couple of years, guys, like you've seen how the, the, the machine has been built, right, where you bring in a Manny Machado, you develop a, a superstar talent like a Fernando Tatis Jr., and then you're able to add and supplement that going and getting a guy like a Udarvish from a bad Cubs team a couple of years back to be your ace, then you're able to go make a swing for a Juan Soto at the deadline and then be able to acquire a guy like a Xander Bogarts. Like, this thing is built for the Padres to really make a push in a year where the NL West is not going to be exactly the same as it's been the last couple of years, right? The Giants had a down year last year. The Dodgers didn't make a lot of moves this offseason. So the time is, is right, right for the Padres to strike this year. Russ, you brought up the NL West and the Dodgers, who have been perennial champions of this division, um, aren't the same Dodgers that we're used to seeing. And in San Francisco, seems like for the third straight offseason, they swing and miss on bringing in some of the big dogs that they tried. It's Arizona's a young team. They're seeming like they're going to they're gonna rise a little bit. Rockies are the Rockies at this point. Um, I mean, when you talk about the Dodgers in particular – um, what do you expect out of this team? Because it's still a, a pretty strong roster despite some of the losses. Right. I mean, whenever you have a team that is headlined by a guy like a Mookie Betts, who is a top 
three player in the sport. Like you're you're, you're going to be okay. But look, there was, this was the opportunity for them to address shortstop with some of the big boys, whether it's Xander Bogarts or Dansby Swanson uh, or whoever they wanted to bring in, and they didn't do that. They opted to go get a guy who they knew and Miguel Rojas and let him be their everyday uh, shortstop. But there's still questions about who their center fielder is going to be, mm. right? Is it going to be Trace Thompson? Is it going to be Chris Taylor? Uh, is Mookie going to shift over and, and somebody else play one of those corners? I think that's a real question for them. So it, it's not going to be easy for the Dodgers. It's not going to be the, the same cakewalk uh, that, that it's been early in those mid-2010s for the Dodgers where now teams are going to give them games. Every like It's still going to be marquee TV when the Padres and Dodgers face up, but you know the Giants are going to give – the, the Dodgers are going games like the, the Arizona Diamondbacks are young, but they have a lot of yeah. young talented kids on that team. And so I, I think this is the year where we see, all right, do the Dodgers actually take a step back? Do some of those older players like a Clayton Kershaw take a step back? Like they're banking on a lot of guys like Dustin May and they're betting on Noah Syndergaard. Julio Urias has been one of the best pitchers in the big leagues, but can he step up and, and, and take some of that pressure off of other guys in that rotation? That's Russ Dorsey. He carries the mail for the uh, television program, The Rally, and uh, he joins us here, the MLB Insider. Russ, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, talk about the rest of the National League. I mean, we're, you know, we're, look, the Padres are in the high rent district. Obviously, the Dodgers are, you know, who they have to beat in the division. Looks pretty obvious that the Phillies, the Mets, and the Braves are their stiffest competition. Which of those three teams are the scariest? They're all in the same division, but they'll probably all wind up in the postseason again. Yeah, it's going to be, I think what we're going to see in the NL East this year is going to be what we saw in the NL West for so long where, you know, it, it is a heavyweight fight in that division all year long. I think for me personally, I, I, I've always loved what the Atlanta Braves have been able to do in terms of developing talent, right? And as you look around the big leagues, there are so many teams that aren't just aren't good at that, right? Yeah. They have to go out, they have to spend money, and you put yourself in a bad situation as an organization when you can't develop pitching or you can't develop position players and you have to go out and try to spend uh, to supplement. And so for me, I think the Braves have put themselves in a good position for decades now because they've just really figured out and understood how to do that. But I think when it comes to the NL East this year, I'm looking at the Phillies who made a run mm. at the World Series last year and saying, all right, this team you know, went to the World Series last year, held their own uh, before they ran out of gas and, and got beat by a better team in the Houston Astros. But you know, Kyle Schwarber hit a career-high 46 homers last year. They didn't even get anything close to uh, career average Nick Castellanos last year. So you mm. have to imagine he improves. And then you're going to have a healthy Bryce Harper playing right field for you in the second half of the season, and then you go make a, a big move and make a big splash for Trey Turner, giving him $300 million to be your everyday shortstop. Guys, this team is a better version of themselves than they were last year when they went to the World Series. So that's a team that I would keep my eye on and say, okay, could this team make a run back at a World Series? I think so. Russ, let's stay in the, let's stay in the National League. Let's go to the Central. and I, It's easy to look at that division and say, okay, this is the Cardinals' division to to lose but the cubs have have made some sneaky good moves uh to make themselves a little bit better how do you see that division shaking out i mean obviously the cardinals they're the they're the team that that won that division running away last year do you think they'll have as easy of a task this season doing that 
No, they won 93 games uh, last season, and I still believe the Cardinals are the class of the NL Central. Milwaukee will always, you know, give you a, a fight in that division with what Craig Council has been able to do for all these years up there. But you're right, the Cubs made a lot of moves this offseason to try to improve. Like, they haven't spent that uh, hadn't spent after, you know, they traded away Chris Bryan, Javi Baez, and Anthony Rizzo. And then this offseason, they brought in a lot of relief help. Uh, you bring in, obviously, uh, Eric Hosmer, a guy that people out in San Diego know to platoon at first base. You bring in Trey Mancini. Uh, you bring in Cody Bellinger yeah. to see what he can give you. Then you bring make your big splash uh, offensively, bring in Dansby Swanson, a guy who was uh, a proven leader and winner down in Atlanta for so many years for the, the Braves. Now you plug him in at shortstop and with Nico Horner, who moves from, from short back to second base. And those two guys probably form the best uh, defensive middle infield in all of baseball when it's all said and done. So they've definitely made themselves a better team. Will that end in them reaching the postseason? I don't think so. I wouldn't bet the house on that. <laughs> However, you know, guys believe in David Ross. So yeah. I, I was on that beat before I became a that guy. And even in those down times after those big trades a couple of years back, like people wanted – guys wanted to play for a guy like a David Ross. And now that he has some, some real professional – hitters in there, a, a professional rotation with guys on the back end that you can trust in the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth. The Cubs are going to win some games. And I think the other team in this division I would look at, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And it's been a long time since we've really? seen that. But I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and win 80 games, but they've made you know, small additions where it's like, okay, this is, this is a guy that can play. This is a guy that can play. they got some kids coming up. Uh, they brought up O'Neill Cruz to the big league level last year. Yeah. It's nothing but bombs. That guy is a tank of a human being when you stand next to him. And they brought back Andrew McCutcheon to seemingly finish off his career in the place where he became uh, such a great player over the last decade. And so they're gonna. It's not. They're not gonna be the pushover Pittsburgh Pirates to me. Will they win 80 games? I don't think so. However, Cardinals and Cubs aren't just gonna be able to beat up on them and the Brewers like they had the last couple seasons. Russ Dorsey is with us from uh, Bally uh, Sports on the uh, program, The Rally, uh, national baseball writer, insider. Russ, uh, you mentioned the Pirates, so I'll, I'll keep them off my list for now. Uh, perhaps they are on the uh, are on the incline, but so many teams around baseball just aren't. And, yeah. I mean, the Reds, the Nationals, the Rockies, the Rockies, the Rockies. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, I want to keep saying that. The A's are terrible. Yeah. And maybe even the Rockies. But, no – I've asked a lot of guys this who cover baseball. What can baseball do? What is baseball going to do? I mean, they, they don't they need to have a con, you know a contest between thirty teams instead of like fifteen teams every year. Yeah, I, I think I think the disappointing part for me guys as a writer and you guys who know baseball is that no fan of baseball should come into this time of year where we're all really excited about. Yeah. Spring training and seeing guys on the backfields and on the six-pack doing bullpens and, you know, sun shining, guys are happy and smiling. There should be no fan base that goes into a year at this time saying, my team has no shot. I think that it's unfair, and it's not right that you have so many teams around the big leagues that are seemingly cashing checks, right? And, And that's not right. And then you have a team like the New York Mets, that will say, you know what, uh, Steve Cohen, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw my wallet on the table 
and just saying, well, you're not going to outspend me. Uh, and so I, we're going to get all the best players, and we're going to try to get Carlos Correa even though it didn't work out. But the fact that they're going to attempt, I think that's what uh, hurts the game in the long run. And then you have you know people who don't want teams to go out, ownership groups that don't want teams to go out and spend like the Phillies and the Dodgers and the Mets because it makes the guys at the bottom look bad. And like, well, and their fans rightfully so asking the question, well, why are we even trying to spend? And I think that's a fair question. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a question that I think has evaded. It's an answer. There's an answer has evaded yeah. all of us at this point. Yeah. I, I want to slide back uh, into the American League. That American League Central is fascinating to me. I mean, the White yeah. Sox were the team that, by all accounts, should have won. They had a bunch of different things going on, injury, underperformance. The Cleveland Guardians uh, were the team that won that division. They're back at it again. You could argue that they're improved. Chicago's still Chicago. Minnesota got better. I think with Correa and some of the other pieces they've added, how do you see that division shaking out this year? It could be probably the most compelling uh, division in baseball. I think the Chicago White Sox have an opportunity to be the most disappointing team that we've seen in a long time because they had as much talent top-end as anybody. They had all the prospects after they made all those moves, trading Chris Sale, you, you trade uh, Jose Quintana, you get Aloy Jimenez, and you sign Luis Robert, and you have Tim Anderson come into his own, and they just underperformed. Yeah. And now the scapegoat is gone. You fired Tony La Russa, you brought in Pedro Grafone, mm. but if it doesn't work this season, guys, Lucas Giolito is a free agent after this season. Tim Anderson is a free agent after next season. And Yohan Moncada is a free agent the season after that with a guy like Aloy Jimenez also coming up. They have to win, and they have to win right now because some of these other guys who were young, young prospects and kids before, well, they're not kids no more, and they're going to want some money. So I think this is a big year for the Chicago White Sox in a division that I do think is winnable. But you're right. Like, the Minnesota Twins got better, right? They, They needed pitching all of last year. And they went out and they got it. And they, they we all thought they were going to lose Carlos Correa. And they got They, they almost got did twice. Day. <laughs> they almost did twice. And you know what? Somebody was praying because Carlos Correa ended up being back with the Twins. And so if they get a healthy Byron Bucks, and I think we all know how talented he is. I think for me, I did a, a top five, my top five center fielders in baseball yesterday uh, on the rally. And somebody asked me, like, hey, you don't have Byron Buxton. And I love Byron Buxton as a player. He is a tremendous talent. But, guys, he's played one season where he played over 100 games. Mm. And availability is so important for a guy like that. Like, when he's in the lineup, the Twins win. When he's not, they don't. And so they need him in the lineup if they expect to win. But I do think the class of that division is the Cleveland Guardians. They just know how to develop talent, develop pitching. Uh, Terry Francona just has continued to do a fantastic job in a Hall of Fame career and so I, that would be the team that I would look at in the Central. Russ, Russ, we appreciate the time. I wish we could go through a few more divisions and a few more teams. you got great insight. We love watching on the show. As we told you, it's on in our studio pretty much every day. You and our pal, Brooke Fletcher, even though we don't know Brooke Fletcher, <laughs> we think she's our pal. But uh, thanks for coming on the show. Good having you on. Great meeting you in you guys, San Diego. Really- and look forward to having you on again. I appreciate the time. Anytime I will be on with you guys. I appreciate it. Hey, All right, Russ. Take care, kind. brother. Thanks, Russ. Russ Dorsey right there on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 